What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. We've got a week nine recap. We're going to go over the top three biggest stories over the weekend across the conference, and then we're going to get into some of these games. Ken Gibbs here from Locked On Wolfpack joining me. Man, NC State had a good one. I love to talk to him about that. But a couple of key losses around the conference. Also, oh, listen, Wake Forest, top 10 in the nation. Let's talk about it now. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. Kenton Gibbs in the building from Locked On Wolfpack. We have some great week nine coverage to give you today. Kenton, how are you feeling after this weekend? Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling uh, very good about the standing of the conference. And also, things are kind of returning to normalcy a little bit. So, you know, we're, we're, seeing, we're seeing what we all thought we'd see. A top 10 team dominate the Atlantic, and the coast will be as crazy as ever. <laughs> it's funny you say that because we definitely thought we'd see a top 10 team but we certainly didn't think it was going to be Wake Forest the team has its best seedings in program history Sam Hartman having a great day after 45 to 7 win over Duke over the past weekend and a lot of people are saying that he needs to be in the conversation about Heisman but more importantly just as a whole Wake Forest is finally getting the respect that some people feel like they're overdue but me personally I know I was not at all in on Wake Forest at the beginning of the season. I certainly wasn't in on Clawson. I said he had one of the best jobs in college football because the expectations were low in terms of just what the program is. But when you were li- when I was listening to him at his postgame presser, just talking about one game in front of the other, just chipping away slowly, it really seems like that team is focused one game at a time on really helping the team win overall and get better. What are your thoughts around Wake Forest in this top 10 seating right now? Um, they are a team that I hate to say this this late. The books are still cooked in their favor. I mm. mean, who's who's their best win? Seriously, I'm I'm asking you as a Wake Forest alum who's got your uh, master's degree from there. Who's who's their best win? Who, uh, you know? <laughs> but that's but that's my point exactly. That's my point exactly. Right? You're looking at you're looking at potentially Louisville being their best win, right? A Louisville team that state just dominated defensively without two one all-American linebacker and one all-conference linebacker. So what well, like probably get, Virginia, maybe Virginia, if we're gonna give it somebody. That would okay, be the best win. Sure. Virginia that just gave up 66 points to uh BYU. The wait, no, 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 no. Okay, we're talking about a different Virginia. We're talking about uh let me tell you something. That team needs Tony Bennett and that backline defense on the football field because we don't know what's going on. But they said Virginia will not be known as a basketball school. And since Virginia basketball plays great defense, we will play no defense in protest of people knowing us as a basketball school. Bronco, that's not a successful strategy. Don't do that. So are you saying that they haven't beat anybody worth us giving them all the praise that they're getting? Because at the end of the day, you, had to, you have to beat who's in front of you. You have to play who's in front of you. The teams that they had on paper, the Florida States of the world, the Louisville's, the Syracuse, they weren't. They were probably supposed to do better than they're currently doing. So, so what, what do you want them to do? My, my question is this, right? Very simply. 
what top 25 team have they beaten this year? Like to be in the ACC, not just the ACC, to be in any power five conference and get to week 10 without playing any ranked opponents. That's impressive. That's a little impressive. But now, and here's the thing, I'm saying that the books are cooked now, but I am not willing to say, oh, Syracuse is going to get beat in in every game going down the stretch except against Boston College. I'm not going to go that far. But we'll see, and they'll be tested more against the Clemsons, against even UNC, against NC State, in a game that could be a de facto play-in game for the Atlantic. Well, I'm I sorry. think that yes, for the Atlantic, not the coast. I got it right this time for the Atlantic. So I think that the North Carolina game is definitely going to be a challenge. Will it be the first challenge that they've had? No, obviously they struggled against Louisville, and it's definitely one of those situations where Army was just a head scratcher. They were trying to figure things out. Their defense really wanted to play a sound game, but they did that against Duke. You have to give them credit for holding Duke to only seven points, and that was really only the case because uh, Coach Clawson cleared his bench, right? So they ended up getting Riley Leonard in for a score, but Wake Forest is rolling. You have they play sound ball to the point where like you have to make a, you have to make make them make mistakes and then capitalize on them, and they don't do that well. You're not Wake Forest is not going to get caught slipping slipping often, and when you go up against a Carolina team who can't help but make mistakes, you're in trouble. I think the biggest game of the year for them is going to be NC State because Clemson, to me, while they are doing well, I still see too many holes to where Clemson to where Wake Forest can absolutely dominate them. My my whole thing is this. Um, they do not make mistakes. Credit and shout out to them. And you know what? Let me also say this because I, I know I've learned from the past that you can't say nothing critical about people on this show without everybody named Mama coming down on you. So first off, yes, I did say the books were cooked for them. But let me say this. Beating bad teams is hard. It's still hard. Pitt showed us that against Western Michigan. They showed us that, right? Beating teams that are not on your level is hard. Miami showed us that against App State. We have seen from multiple teams now because later, the later we get in the season, that the better that Mississippi State loss is looking for NC State. That's a that's a Mississippi State team that now has two top fifteen wins. Mm, you you start to wonder there, but beating who's in front of you is still hard in college football. So. Credit to Wake for that. But let's not take away from that. Best start in school history. Let's not take away from that, right? Um, but, again, there's a, a very simple, you know, you're talking about them dominating Duke and not allowing Duke to score. Let me let you in on the secret about Duke. They're, what, 0-4 uh, in their last four? Do they have a conference win on the season yet? No. Well, let's read off some of their conference game scores, shall we? 38-7, UNC. 27-31 Georgia Tech, 48-0. You know who shut them out? Virginia. Virginia. The same Virginia that just allowed 66 shut you out, Duke? Coach Cut, we love you. It's time. But with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, um, shout out to Wake Forest, but, like, you did what was expected. You did what was the bare minimum. 
That's such an NC State guy kind of answer. I'm not, I'm not going to hold you. That's an NC State guy kind of answer because your team is low-key the team that we should be having the same conversation. You guys should be dominating and low-key be undefeated, in my opinion, as well. This should be the November 13th game where everyone's sitting here popcorn ready. We're waiting to see who is going to take over the Atlantic. Like, you beat the Clemson of the world, and then you squatted on a Miami team. You squatted on a Mississippi State team. I 1,000% agree. I, yeah. Let's have it. Let's have the conversation. <laughs> because, again, I think that Mississippi State is better than people have given them credit for. Sure. But, but even with that being said, if you watch that game, I have said this many a time on Locked on Wolfpack, and I'll say it again right now. NC State has two losses but has yet to be beaten. We beat ourselves badly in both of those games, running jump passes on the one-yard line. Um, against Miami, running reverses when we have momentum, and then to not gain another yard, to actually lose 12 yards on the drive following that. And you know the very interesting part? We beat Louisville by three touchdowns. Guess how many trick plays we ran? Zero. It Maybe should absolutely, get <laughs> it should absolutely, It should absolutely be a conversation to be had because, to me, if NC State is undefeated and Wake Forest is undefeated, we get college game day, number one. Number two, this is a huge, huge, huge thing for the state of North Carolina. There is nothing that could be better with Jim Phillips saying, hey, football is going to carry the water for this, this conference. Having a top 10 matchup in November? Oh, that's how you carry the water, boys. That's how you do it. But we couldn't, we couldn't live up to our end. So, again, that's why I say Wake Forest, the books are cooked for them in a certain to a certain degree, but at the end of the day, beating teams you should beat. Hey, everybody can't do it. Everybody ain't able. And y'all did. Yeah, well, I'm hoping that Wake Forest doesn't look ahead and they focus on North Carolina so they can keep that streak. But you have a good North Carolina team that just lost to Notre Dame that they're looking and itching for a win. And they're going to have to beat two out of three really good teams in order to make a conference, to order to get bowl eligibility. So we'll talk about that. But I also, you know, top stories of the day. Pittsburgh fell again, this time to Miami, who's looking real good. Let's talk about Manny Diaz and how he's trying to get this team back on track. He is certainly making the case for his hurricane squad. But first, all right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks, the daily fantasy that's made easy? I really love it, and I know you will too. It's a leader in college sports daily fantasy. It offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of Power Five as well as mid major players that you might never have heard of. You pick two to five of these players and an over under on their projections, and you can win. 10 times on any entry because it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed entries as well. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. And listen, your entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Yes, it's that easy. It's safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate and check out prizepicks.com by using promo code Locked On or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Ken Gibbs here from Locked On Wolfpack, and we are going over the top stories over the weekend in week nine. 
for ACC football. Let me tell you, Pitt is feeling the heat a little bit after having their second loss on the season, losing 38-34 to to the Miami Hurricanes. Tyler Van Dyke said, I walk it like I talk it. Y'all are going to stop talking about me. I am the redhead bandit, and I'm going to have 426 yards on the day. And I'm starting to feel myself. I have my chest a little broader, and I'm letting y'all know that you might actually be back. They could win out and we would have be having a conversation in the coastal kid i want to hear your thoughts first about miami and their big win but then let's talk about how Pitt fell and maybe how they'll need to recover miami fans congratulations we have to say <laughs> nice things praise. about you again let's we have to say praise. nice things about you again but no i've I, again I've, I've always told people i've always loved miami and I, I think that them being good is important for the conference being good uh but with that being said two ranked wins in a row and of course it's it's our fault for saying and i'm gonna go uh take a uh, a page out of mac brown's book it's the media's fault for figuring out that or for saying that we had the coastal figured out that's our fault you never say you got the coastal figured out and when you think you've got the coastal figured out you don't have the coastal figured out okay and that's that's just the reality there um you know the the very interesting thing about Pitt is Kenny Pickett has not been the problem in either one of their losses, right? And both of their losses, you put up 34 points, 40, what was it, 42 or 44 in the first loss? You, you put up 41. Mm-hmm. You put up, and what, you're averaging 37 and a half in your losses. That don't sound like an offensive problem to me. I mean, I know that a lot of people are going to harp on Kenny, Harp, I mean, Kenny uh, Pickett's interception at the end of the game, but at the end of the day, that is why, as a defense, if you do your job, you know, everybody else can afford to make a few more mistakes when uh, every unit is playing well. And that just wasn't the case uh, for the defense. So if, you're, if your strategy for getting to the conference championship and for, for winning that is, hey, Kenny, take the wheel. Uh, defense, you can go ahead and snooze if you'd like. Uh, special teams, you can go ahead and snooze if you like. But Kenny's got us. Well, congratulations. You played yourself. I absolutely agree. And I also feel like, though, that Miami is starting to be the team that we always thought they could be in the preseason, right? Mind you, having not having De'Aaron King is certainly something we could never have accounted for. But they have the horses in the stable. That's never been their issue. It's always been... Can they translate from coach to player to putting it on the field? And we've always had these issues with Manny Diaz, but now I feel like the team is starting to say Manny's not the issue. We've just got to tighten up. Maybe that's been the the big whole self-reflection. Miami being the U is not just going to happen because you have that school on your jersey. You're going to actually have to produce on the field. Again, I think that they still have all the same problems that they had before. Hmm. I don't think that any of them went away all of a sudden. Okay. I think they have the same problems. The difference that we're seeing from these last couple of games than we saw in the first six. Well, first of all, Alabama. Let's start there. Let's, like, come on. If you beat Alabama is a very, very tall task. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. And then you move past that and you say Michigan State. Well, that, that loss is that – if you want to talk about losses looking better and better – Little Kenny Walker, five touchdowns against U of M to to absolutely dominate and pull away in the second, or not dominate, but 
Well, he dominated, but to pull away a close one, an instant classic against Michigan, that loss is looking better and better. And then after that, you've got, uh, what was it? They lost to UNC and Mm -hmm. Virginia in two games. They beat – wait, yeah, wait. Hold on. Let me make sure I got that right. They – they lost to Virginia. Yeah, they lost to UNC and, and Virginia. Yep. Mm-hmm. Both games, both games by, by a total of less than a touchdown. So mm-hmm. when I said this team looked like it was ready to quit on Manny, but uh, uh, the the wounded animal leaps the highest, bites the hardest, etc. In order for teams to make them give up, which they were on the brink of, you have to take a lead, a commanding lead, and not let up. Miami has led for more time than not in both of these games, both of these last games. So congratulations, NC State. Congratulations, Pitt. A team that was desperate, you gave them the air. You breathed life into them like uh, like God did Adam. You breathed life right into them. And now look at them flourishing, thriving, and hopefully not getting kicked out the garden to eat no time soon. But you get the point. You get the point. Yeah, Miami still has a pretty light schedule ahead, of, in my opinion, facing Georgia Tech, Florida State, Virginia Tech, and Duke. So they have every opportunity to win these last four games and end up being eight and four on the season. Absolutely. Eight and four in the Atlantic. That's going to be good enough to get you there now. In the coastal. In the coastal. I'm sorry. In the coastal. Yeah. <laughs> See, now the right first okay. time I got it right. And then this time. <laughs> okay. Anywho. Eight and four in the coastal in the right year, and this could be a right year. Could get them to the the uh, the championship game. So who knows? You won't be able to tell Tyler Van Dyke anything. But again, I clearly see a path ahead of them to where Manny Diaz gets this team to eight and four. Job secure. It's fine. We don't have to keep having that conversation. It's not as hot as everyone's making it out to be. On the other side of that, though, Pitt. They still have to figure things out and have to regroup defensively if they want to be in games. They're going to have a, a good give me, a good confidence boost. Their next game is Duke. But then they go play North Carolina, Virginia, and Syracuse. And Virginia is who we're going to talk about here in a second. But winnable games for Pittsburgh as well. Kenny Pickett still doing well, putting up these kind of numbers. Is he going to have an off day? Is he going to have an off game? He can't afford it for his team's sake. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's so crazy to me because Pat Narduzzi is a defensive coach. He's a defensive coordinator. That's what he did at Michigan State. That's that's what he's supposed to be good at. So to see their defense absolutely falling flat in the way that they have. And don't get me wrong. We know a Pat Narduzzi coach team, you're going to get some penalties. That's that's part of their deal. That's part of the, the press quarters defense that he runs. Those corners are out there on the island at times. You're going to get some penalties. Okay, we get it. But the inability, the flat inability to get stops is it's that's that's something that is like, what is going on? What's happening? And at the end of the day, if they don't make the ACC championship and if they don't win the ACC championship, they'll only have their defense to blame because I don't see a world where Kenny Pickett and company are shut down for 14 points or so in any of their games coming up. Well, as you mentioned off air, it is a difference. Passing efficiency slowly goes down as the seasons get a little bit cooler. But defensively, to me, maybe we're starting to see, you know, the loss of 
very talented, you know, individuals going to the NFL affecting the Panthers. Like maybe that's just the reality of the situation. These seasons are long and feeling hot in the beginning is great, but can you sustain that? That's something that Pitt and the guys are certainly going to have to ask themselves, but there is one team that is certainly going to have to dig down deep within because their leader is down for the count at the moment. Want to talk about Brennan Armstrong here after I give you guys a little quick hit on Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. If you have not tried it yet, I promise you, you are missing out. It does not taste like your typical protein bar that's usually chalky, waxy, or just plain hard to eat. It's soft and covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you swear you're eating a candy bar. And I know some post-Halloween people are trying to get right back into their New Year's grind. I understand it. Me too. That's why you got to have built bar, low carb, low calorie, low fat, and high in protein. So healthy, all the great benefits on top of just being purely delicious. So many flavors. They have up to nine and this month. Bill is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check on their website often because you don't want to miss out. Go to build.com, use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Rounding out the show here with Kenton and Gibbs, we are making sure that you guys are locked and loaded on the top stories in the conference. We talked about Wake Forest being the number 10 team in the AP Top 25 polls. Pittsburgh fight figuring it out after their second loss on the year to a very good and starting to get better Miami team. And now, they have another coastal challenger who's feeling themselves at six and three, but Virginia losing Brennan Armstrong to a potentially broken rib injury for the season. We don't know the severity of it at the moment, but after their loss against BYU, there's certainly some questions that they're going to have to answer for themselves as they're trying to still stay in this coastal hunt. Ken, what are your thoughts on Virginia and their difficult schedule that they have yet ahead? Um, the question that Virginia has to answer is if we are putting 11 players on the field defensively, how are we not also stopping people anywhere near the rate that all the other defenses in America that put 11 players on the field are stopping people at? Are we missing a guy? Are we, what's happening? Um, their defense is, is next level bad. I mean, I I can't believe this. I BYU is a good team. They have found a way to get better without Zach Wilson. That's amazing. Shout out to them. Great job. They're not 66 points good. They're, they're just not. They're not against an FBS team and not against a Power 5 team. That, to me, means that, number one, they're defensively unprepared. But, number two, there's something going on with the, the basic fundamentals of understanding your alignment and assignment that has you in a position where you're constantly beat. Because, again, imagine putting up 42 points in one half as an offense and only having a in the first half and only having a four point lead. What? <laughs> I listen, if as an offense in the first half, you have gotten into the end zone six times and only have a four point lead at that point, give me the headset. I'll do it. I, I'll coach them up. You don't want to do it. You don't want your job, Mr. Defensive coordinator. So it's clearly my time to take over. But, yeah, this Virginia team does have a lot of, of questions to answer. 
Um, Brennan Armstrong, his efficiency, his passing efficiency, his passing ability, his confidence in his receivers downfield and those receivers downfield making big plays have all been improved this year. And so the receivers are who they are. I think with or without Brennan Armstrong, the receivers are who they are. But who's the next man up? And can that next man up get the ball to um, their weapons in positions to make plays? Because, I mean, I, I, I admire that this offense has completely transformed uh, in a year's time, basically, you might have to do it again in two weeks' time now. And, and they're lucky because they got a bye week before Notre Dame, but who knows? 100% agree. Hopefully we'll hear some positive, healthy news in terms of Armstrong. But you're right. They face a Notre Dame team who is currently number eight in the country. They are 7-1 and one after beating a really decent, mediocre North Carolina team. They have to face Pittsburgh. And then their final game, of course, Virginia Tech versus Virginia. And Virginia Tech looking to spoil some people's parties, that's for sure, especially if it's someone in the Coastal and it helps, helps their bowl eligibility, right? And even still, we do not know who is going to win this Coastal division. I know we say it every single year that the Coastal is crazy, but damn, I was hoping one team would just figure it out and fly high. There, But yet there is not one that you can absolutely put your money on. And if you're on betonline, <laughs> betonline.ag, you saw with that Clemson-Florida State game, you just never should. Don't put your money on anybody because you don't know how it's going to go in any regard to the ACC. Well, you know, don't don't get us canceled by Bet Online. If you're a better, keep betting. You know something that that Vegas doesn't. Okay, so you keep on betting and seek help if you got an addiction. But uh, the fact of the matter, the fact of the matter is simple. With the with the coastal, whenever you think that you got it figured out, you don't. You don't. Okay. Uh, in the words of Indy, I read: "The more I know, the less I understand." Okay. Everything I thought I figured out, I have to learn again. That is something that you just keep in mind when it comes to the coastal. Every time you think you figured it out, you got to learn again, okay? Because there's there's nothing consistent about the coastal except inconsistency. There's nothing consistent except it not making sense. So the minute it starts to make sense, say, oh, hold on, just wait a minute, baby. It's going to stop making sense in no time at all. Absolutely agree. And I think on the Atlantic side of things, as we're wrapping up, it's fun that it's not just Clemson and everybody else. We all got it wrong. I don't think there was one person who said Wake Forest was going to be at the top. Not one, I, not the top. I, I'm going to tell I'm going to tell you, I told people before this season started, I said the way that their schedule is, is shaking out and all the weapons they're bringing back offensively. Wake Forest was my dark horse. I, I told everybody. This team had potential. That must have been a charcoal charcoal horse. I told people this team has potential to hop up into maybe the top two or three. I'm not giving you that because when, we can run the tape back because I we guarantee, can. Can. I guarantee when I sat there and asked every single co-host on this show, who are your people? You did not choose Wake Forest. And, I promise you that. No, no, no. I did not say that they were going to be my champion. But if you okay. go back, I said all summer, Wake Forest is my dark horse. They've we can run the tape. We shot. can run the tape. They've got an outside shot. Now, did I know that they would dominate like this? No, I didn't. I honestly <laughs> did not know. I did not see eight no coming. But I did say, hey, that's that's a team to look out for. Keep your eye on them because of how their schedule was, because they were returning so many pieces offensively, and because at the end of the day, this seemed like a year where it was primed for a little bit of a flip because Clemson was losing a ton of production and everybody was just like, Oh, it's Clemson. They'll be okay. Like, 
lose the best, one of the best running back, the statistical best running back in ACC history, statistically one of the top four or five quarterbacks in ACC history, you'll be all right. That's not how this game works. That's not how this game works at all. Kenton Gibbs, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Absolutely. You can find me at Locked On Wolfpack. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, you can find Locked On Wolfpack. Um, And you can find me on Twitter at LO underscore Wolfpack. You can find me on Twitter as well, my personal page, TGIF underscore Kenton. No doubt. Well, tomorrow you got to come back. JJ Jackson will be in the building. Our other week nine top stories we have to go over. We got to talk about Carolina. Lord help us. We got to talk about Duke because he's there. We got to, most importantly, though, talk about Syracuse, Virginia Tech, the rest of the squad that's trying to figure things out. We'll have you covered there. Make sure you guys come back tomorrow. And thank you for making us your first listen here at the Locked On ACC podcast for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.